Hello, Pelican fans. Todd Graffinini with you here. Radio voice of your New Orleans Pelicans. And it is another edition of the Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek Southern California Edition as the team just about to head back home after a two-and-one road trip. And we'll get to all of that in just a little bit. But our special guest on the podcast today is the television voice of your New Orleans Pelicans, Joel Myers. Joel, thanks for joining us here today. It's another horrible weather day in Southern California. It's going to be tough to leave, but it will be nice to get back home. It's going to be great to be, you know, get back home. But at the same time, uh, Ernie Banks had it right. And he lived in Encino, California, in the San Fernando Valley. And he said, let's play two. Because when you make plans in Southern California, as you know, Todd, they're rarely canceled because you can make plans and you don't have to worry about the weather. About 350 days of sunshine, it seems. So, uh, But productive road trip for the Pels. Took two out of three. And that was the ultimate would have been the sweep and, and a win over the Lakers. But two out of three, it'll work. Yeah, and you had, to, you had to have those couple of games in Portland and Golden State. So you took care of business there. Of course, the game last night, 118-109 as the Lakers pulled it out. But... You know, all the talk this morning, you watch the debate shows on television is what Zion Williamson is doing to the NBA. 29 more points last night. Uh, he just continues to impress and amaze, and it, it's just been so fun to watch this kid play. Yeah, I, I tell friends he's not 19. There's no way in the world he's a 19-year-old. Uh, he's poised. He's confident. He knows what he wants to do, and that's on and off the floor. So I, I like the, the fact that when he's asked a question, he's very thoughtful, like he was last night. And he said, I'll never, ever say I played well when we lose. He's all about Ws. He's all about the big picture. So these are really good days. It, it's just, I've said it before, it is only the beginning. Because the nucleus, you've got Zion at the four forever and Brandon at the three. These are good days. No question about it. And when you look at, the game last night it, it what was impressive to me was the pelicans had slow starts in both halves uh, got down early 17-4 and then of course lebron had the early run himself to start the third quarter but they kept coming back and uh, actually took the lead uh, by 3 points later on in the ball game so you you just got to like the determination of the team well, th- there's a ton of talent now, and there's going to be a lot of points. There's no question that they have the capability to score and score in bunches. So when they were down by 14, as you pointed out, they came right back, and all of a sudden they're up 86-83, and they've got the ball on two consecutive possessions. It didn't pan out, uh, but you, you like the way that uh, they don't read the, the scoreboard. Uh, maybe sometimes they need to read the shot clock more often, but they don't read the scoreboard, which I really like. They're a determined group. And they're they're really together. They're at a good place as a group now. They're, they're, there's a confidence among the first nine or ten guys. Well, you're trying to get into the playoffs, obviously, and you've got a little help from Memphis after the uh, all-star break and the wins, of course, in Portland and Golden State helped to get you right back in it. But quite honestly, we're in the playoffs right now. I mean, every game is that important. Well, in the last three against the Spurs, to me, that's going to be the season. And everybody has complained about the schedule this year for various reasons. Uh, we haven't really harped on it, and we haven't talked about it that much. But uh, they got it right. They're going to the Pels are going to finish the season in San Antonio, and they've got three teams or three games rather with the team that, in my estimation, is going to be the team that they have to beat for the eighth seed. 
unless when Dame comes back, Portland could go on a run. But I look at San Antonio as the major obstacle. Memphis has injury problems now with Jaron Jackson Jr. as well as Brandon Clark. Uh, so to me, it, it boils down to those three games to me are going to be the season with the San Antonio Spurs. Yeah, and you've t- taken care of business against the teams that you are chasing in Memphis, who you talked about, and Portland, who the Pelicans have swept now. they got to be tired of uh, – the P- Portland Trailblazers have to be tired of uh, playing the Pel because it's just been a really bad matchup for them. Well, and also the tie-breaking formula is head-to-head, first of all, obviously, and you've got that sweep, and then you've got a- two more games with Memphis. You've already taken the first two from them. But at the same time, you lost at home. 121 to 117 to San Antonio in a game where you had too many turnovers to too many free throws, but nobody remembers games like that, do we? We try to wash them out of our memory like great golfers, which is we're incapable of. So uh, I look forward to the matchups with San Antonio. I, I truly think that this team is ascending and finding their rhythm at the perfect time of the year. What are some of the things as you watch the team on a night-to-night basis that's got to be cleaned up as we're trying to make this playoff push? Uh, rotations defensively. Offensively, they're going to be fine. They're really good offensively. And they share the ball. It's a democracy out there. There's a lot of teams where guys don't want to give it up. It's all ISO ball. And maybe they end up with 23 or 24 assists at the end of the night, those teams. But it's not true ball and man movement like the Pels have. Pels have been incredible in sharing the basketball. So it's all about the defensive end of the floor. Communication is everything. It's kind of a quiet team. And they need to really get vocal and, and get to that end of the floor and take it to the next level. As the bus fires up, we're literally on our way to LAX to head home for a three-game homestand. It is a big, big weekend coming up. you got the Cleveland Cavaliers on Friday night, then the Lakers back again on Sunday, and then the Minnesota Timberwolves. So it seems like forever since we've been in the Smoothie King Center, it's going to be nice to get back home. Well, it'll be great if the Pels win at home they've got to hold home court so then you've got to make a statement with Cleveland you can't start slowly against the Lakers and play catch up all night like they did beginning of the game what 17 to 4 second half they're down by 14 early that takes a lot out of you and uh, team defense as well so that they read react and help each other at, at the obvious time so uh, it's going to be great to be home uh, what is it 15 games left on the home schedule can't afford to lose any more at home to sub 500 teams or teams even right around 500 they've got to take care of business at home that's going to be the key to the rest of the season talking with joel myers television voice of your new orleans pelicans here on the pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. great to see brandon ingram get back to form last night as you know he scuffled a little bit of course he dealt with that ankle injury prior to the all-star break but boy he looked back in uh, all-star form last evening what was key to me though he's got that mid-range game going again that's when he starts making those mid-range shots everything else falls into place well then he also gets more off into the free throw line and when he gets to the free throw line if he can get eight or ten attempts he he's used to mention the all-star he should be down the road he's only 22 an all nba talent he is that gifted and he is eventually like a young kevin durant he's got that style he's got that length he's going to be And I bring up Chris Middleton because I think Giannis and Chris Middleton are one of the top two or three duos in the NBA. Well, Brandon Ingram and Zion can be that. It's not all about the ball handlers. So the Pels have a duo down the road. There's no question about that, a 22-year-old and a guy that's not even going to turn 20. 
until July. So as I said, everything's positive. I like Brandon in the mid-range game. I love the way he looks for his teammates. He's sharing it better as well as his sister are up. Uh, but they've got an all-NBA talent now. And if he gets to, as you said, and then creates contact on his own, he's going to learn more about his style and what he can do. But eventually, if he gets the respect that he should and he's due, eight to ten free throw attempts a game, and his, his average is going to be between 25 and 30 his entire career. We would be remiss if we didn't talk about the other two that came over in the Anthony Davis trade, Lonzo Ball and Josh Hart. I mean, we really made out well in this trade when you consider what those other two guys have done along with Brandon Ingram. Lonzo's been awesome, and Josh Hart's been really the heart and soul of the team, pun intended. We'll start with Lonzo. Lonzo is perfect fit for Alvin's offense. He advances the ball. He shares the ball. He looks for his teammates. Uh, he's a really, I think he's well-liked by his teammates as well. You can tell that from a distance even, their body language, their communication. So, And he's a good guy. Lonzo is a quiet guy, but a really good guy. And he's happy to be in New Orleans, which is the key. With Josh Hart, Josh Hart, my estimation for down-the-road purposes, has the chance, if it stays the same way rotation-wise, because you're rich in guards right now at the Pels, he could be a six-man of the year. He's a gonna, he Eventually, he's going to be one of the best rebounding guards in the NBA. But he could be a cross between a Lou Williams when he scores a little bit more because he's a big guard, lose longer than people think, lose a legit 6'4 and a wingspan. And then it, it, his versatility could help at the defensive end of the floor. Where he, Not that he's going to be Iguodala, but he could be a cross between a couple of guys that have been considered and have been sixth men of the year. So Josh Hart's been a bonus, and nobody plays harder or with more effort. Keeps ball, Maybe that's not his rebound, but he keeps the ball alive. So when he gets double figures and rebounds, good things are happening, obviously, for the Pels. But he's a candidate if he stays in this role for sixth man of the year. How much fun has it been to watch Nico Melli kind of evolve into the role he has had, knocking threes down? But, boy, he had a very active night against the Lakers last evening, not only scoring the basketball, but now he's rebounding, he's cutting to the basket. He just seems much more confident and relaxed in what he's doing out there. Well, when I watched film of him over the summer, and what it, he was playing in the EuroLeague last year, I, I liked his basketball IQ first and his versatility because he could shoot. But he also, when he got inside, he was smart. He used up fakes. He got guys out of position. Uh, he's very diverse in his skill set. So Nico Melli was a great pickup by Griff. That was a great idea. Uh, and now that he's adjusted to the speed, the tempo of the game, and the pace of the Pels, which is different than a lot of teams. Pels are third in pace. Uh, he is such an asset and, and a guy who can guard multiple positions, and he stays in front of his guys now. He doesn't have a rep yet. He got a couple of bad whistles last night. So, uh, no, that was, that was a great offseason get by Griff. No question about it. As, again, we're talking to Joel Myers, TV voice of your New Orleans Pelicans here on the Pelicans podcast. We are heading into the home stretch of the season. Uh, Alvin Gentry talked about it after the All-Star break. They're taking it like a college team you had 27 games to start now you're two and one out of the break but it's just fun to be able to go to the arena every night with something to play for and I think when you went into the season that was the goal going in have meaningful games at the end of the season let these guys grow in their roles and in important games and that's really the mission right now yeah and it's just about it's not about today with the Bells, which is exciting because now it's going to be sustainable, as Griffith said. But it's about next year, 
and the following year and building something that's going to last a long time. What I really love, though, is the buildings, in my ears, never been this loud, never been this electric. And I appreciate the loyalty factor of everybody that's coming into the building on a regular basis because they're involved. They're really invested in this group of Pels. This is as good as it gets for us in my eight years here, and it's only going to get better. Well, you talked about it. The vibe in the city has been spectacular, and another chance for the fans to come out this weekend. We talked about it earlier, Friday against Cleveland, Sunday the rematch against the Lakers. How much fun is it going to be in the Smoothie King Center this weekend? Uh, well, the Laker game is going to be a spectacle. We know that. And I can't wait to see <laughs> the balance. And then the way the passionate New Orleanians take care of their team and when they get on a run. Because, you know, the Lakers travel very well. They'll be in the building. They'll be wearing their purple and gold. So I can't wait. And I'm looking forward to a fast start, a getaway out of the gate against a team that, don't forget, is playing the night before. It'll be the second of a back-to-back with that set, of course. Now the Lakers will rest LeBron and AD on Saturday night against Memphis so they can save him for the Pels on Sunday. You know the way things work. I don't really like that a whole lot, but that (laughs) might be the way it is. Um, Look, we've gotten some help, though, with Memphis. Hopefully that continues. But bottom line is you got to take care of your own business. You can't worry about everybody else. You do what you can control, and hopefully everything else falls into place. Well, you're down to the final 24. That's all you have to do is win about 18, 20 games. That's not much. The Pels are playing that well, and they're capable of doing that. I I joke when I say that's not much, but they're capable. They're playing at a really high level right now, and it goes back to if you get enough stops because you're going to be able to outscore anybody. What are the Pels, third or fourth in the league now in scoring? So, And I think they went in fourth before the loss last night. Uh, They're going to be able to score with everybody. It is if they can just slow teams down to the defensive end. We will play into late April. That would be the ultimate. That would be awesome. Yes, it absolutely will be. Joel, uh, love doing this with you. We could go on and on and on. Next time we'll uh, we'll delve into some golf maybe. And again, uh, hopefully we can get out on the link sometime soon. But uh, right now it is NBA basketball. It is playoff push basketball, and you got to get locked in. Yeah, you got to actually. You got to pretend it's like April twentieth, April twenty fifth. That's your mindset. You take it one at a time. Every game is like a playoff game. It's already started, as you mentioned. Thanks so much. Let's get home. I'm ready to see New Orleans. That is Joel Myers, TV voice of your New Orleans Pelicans on the Pelicans podcast, presented by SeatGeek. Don't forget tomorrow. We will have another edition of Pelicans Weekly on our flagship ESPN Radio 100.3 FM. And then on Friday, Daniel Salison returns with another edition of the Pelicans podcast. I'm Todd Graffinini, radio voice of your New Orleans Pelicans. Thanks for listening to the Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek.